0: sense his zeal to touch your heart to to awaken your heart, to open the eyes of your heart Uh, you know he's an ever present an ever present God, when we were singing you show up every time you could sense his excitement to be in this room and to reveal himself and uh, we do church so well in Dallas Um, we 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 can drive through here and, and miss the point. We can we can sing songs and hear a message and go watch the Cowboys and and I, I just I'd be remiss if I didn't stop us from from moving forward without really yielding our hearts to the Lord. Uh, we, we live in a we live in a, a really unique moment um, and and there's so many voices that. Are vying for your affections, but there's a voice in this room. That's why when I talk about an atmosphere of prophecy, it's just an atmosphere where the voice of the Lord is is easily attained. There, there, there's a clarity in this atmosphere, and uh, I'm going to have them just sing a little bit. And I'm going to listen, and we'll just see what He has on His heart. Still, is that okay? Um, I have so. Just just present yourself to him, just where you're at, whatever you brought into the room. I know we've been doing that, but one more time, just Lord, here I am. I present my body as a living sacrifice to you. Holy Spirit, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come? eyes to see you clearly in light of what we're facing Lord we want to see your face this morning so just, just like Windex to the soul Lord just, just clear our souls all the traffic all the noise just see you cleansing our souls right now Lord just stilling our hearts just stilling our hearts in your presence to be still and to know, come Holy Spirit. I see some with anxiety, just feel like a spirit of fear has been uh, parked outside your temple and just see like a, like the enemy has turned the volume up and, and and anxiety has gotten the better of you in this season. And I just see the Lord stepping between that noise And your soul and i hear him saying peace be still peace be still to the innermost places peace be still i am the prince of peace and i live inside of you and i just see him saying shalom wholeness right now over your mind wholeness right now over your thoughts wholeness right now over your desires just the shalom of heaven the peace of god you are the prince of peace Where you are, Lord, there is peace, and you are living in your people. And so we say, bye-bye, fear. This familiar voice, I just see you quieting it, Lord. Just see it shooing in your presence. It's just, it's running away because the king of kings is taking his rightful place in the blood-bought heart that you possess. He's saying, this is mine. Fear leave in Jesus' name. If that's you, if you've been dealing with that anxiety as he's singing this, would you just stand up and present yourself? Just see, lifting your hands before the face of God. But we just declare your countenance, Lord. Lord, your favor, your grace upon your people. Lord, you see us. Let the light of your face, Lord, the light of your love, the one with fire in his eyes, stare into our hearts, Lord release your peace. Release, Lord, your love. Here he is. Here he is. Here he is, your your Savior, Lord. By his Spirit, right now. Behold him, beloved. Behold, behold his face. Behold his face. We fix our eyes, Lord. We fix our eyes upon you. You're the author. You're the perfecter. You're the sustainer you Jesus above the enemy above the other voices we receive your peace Sure. is in your heart and and my prayer this morning is that the Lord would enable you to not look at the things which are seen but into the, the realm of the unseen Lord your face your face your face is what the eyes of our hearts Right now, I pray that, Lord, the people here, the the Upper Room family, Lord, that you would find a body whose eyes are fixed upon you. Oh, that the, the countenance of your face, Lord, would shine upon your people. The countenance of your face, Lord, and that your peace would come right now as a watchman upon our minds and hearts. You truly are peace. And so we receive that, Lord. Even as you breathed upon your disciples in John chapter 20, you said, Receive my peace. And you gave them the Holy Spirit. Would you just take a deep breath and breathe upon your people once again? Release your, your shalom and your peace, we pray. We honor you, Lord. We honor your coming. We honor your will. We honor your voice. We honor your nearness this morning. measure would you increase our awareness of your presence of your nearness of you being in us and with us this is the great promise the deposit it's the request that you made to the Father that you would send this helper and we honor you Holy Spirit we honor you and we we give you the reins to our life we give you Lord reigns to our heart. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a freedom, an inward freedom that unshackles us, Lord. It it breaks any chains, it breaks any hooks, any any agreements, alignments that we've made that aren't according to your will. I just pray you would cut them all off, Holy Spirit. Just cut them off of minds, cut them off of 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 perspectives I see I see the Lord doing it uh, from spouse to spouse I just see him just just washing you of, of 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 cases that you've made against one another I just see the Lord just settling the case in his peace just giving you fresh perspective of your spouse, fresh perspective of your kids, fresh perspective of your finances, fresh perspective right now in Jesus' name, Lord renew minds set minds on things above where you're seated, O God, renew minds in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is here to renew you, Psalms 104 says he, he sent from heaven to touch the earth and to renew it, and we are made of earth, we are made of dust, and we need renewal this morning, Holy Spirit renew your people You're still raising dead things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. give us insight to to what he discovered when he said this one thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life and to meditate in his temple, Lord. What, What did he know? What did he see? And Lord, you're giving us a little taste of that today, the beauty, the beauty, the beauty of who you are. And God, the the beautiful thing about your beauty is it replicates itself, God. Your beauty, whatever it touches, it it has the ability to make all things beautiful. And so we set your beauty, Lord, before it all, Lord, before Israel, before the Middle East, before what's happening on a global scale. We set your beauty, Lord Jesus. God of the flood, you're above it. Lord, in our personal lives, Lord, whatever we're facing, I see mortgages that, that need to be paid next week. I see car payments. I see people who have lost jobs and diagnoses. And Lord, it, it's, it's for this purpose that we set your beauty before us. Your beauty is the answer, God. Lord, you're the answer. Our faith is not in an outcome, our faith is in a person, our faith is in a man, our faith is in the one who has ascended, exalted, and now is seated who has the name above all names. He's Lord of Lords. He's King of Kings. He's preeminent. He is before all things, and we set you before it, Lord. Lord, we're not looking at anything else but you, and we declare he who has called us is faithful, and if you're not finished, if if it's not good, you're not finished, and we're just declaring we will taste the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. No matter what we brought into this room, Lord, I believe you're authoring faith in the hearts of your people to renew us, to set us up, Lord, to walk in hope. So we rejoice, Lord Jesus, that you're meeting us today. And uh, we yield ourselves, our will, our heart. In Jesus' name. I want to pray one more thing. I know that I'm taking a little time, but I just feel in my heart the Lord is uh, extending his hand to someone in the room. I just see him extending his hand. I even feel like we've been waiting for you to reach out and to grab his hand. That, that, that he, his hand is extended, but he, 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 is, he is waiting for you to lay hold of his hand and just to surrender and say, Lord, take the lead of my life today take the lead of my life it's an act of surrender he's revealing himself as lord and savior but he's saying i'm going to lead you from this place you can't get out of this yourself and and i just in his mercies i feel like he's extending an invitation in this moment for you to say lord that's me that's me and so would you would you lift your hand if that's you if you're like if, if you can't get out of the place that you're at, I you may not even have a relationship with Jesus, but I feel like right now he's just extending his hand saying, would you lay hold of my hand? Would you let me be the Lord of your life? Would you let me lead you from this place? If that's you, would you lift your hand up before the Lord as a sign? Lord, I'm, I'm laying hold of your hand. a hand up around you would just lay hands on them and we're you're not alone in this surrender you need and I just want you to pray this prayer Lord Jesus today I surrender my life you are Lord and Savior of my life I confess that I believe that and Holy Spirit that you would make new right now by this confession you would make new those that haven't been born again, that they would be born again right now of the spirit. They would be born again, Lord. That there's a spiritual transaction happening, Lord. Death to life, old for new. I hear him saying, I don't want some of it. I want all of it. I I, I gave it all so that you could give it all. I don't want a portion of you. I want all of you. And I just see you surrendering fully and wholeheartedly today to the Lord. This is a new day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. This 24-hour period. Today is the day of salvation. So we believe right now that you've been born of the Spirit. He is your father. You are his daughter and son. And we say, welcome back to the family or welcome to the family. You're home. And you're home not because you're in a building, not because you're at the upper room, you're home because he's present and your father's embracing you in his arms. And we just release that spirit of adoption that cries out, Abba, Father. Thank you, God, for rebirth. This is not something that You're choosing, he's chosen. And you're lining your will up with his. And just continue to surrender to his love and his power. Thank you, Jesus. And I I declare any addiction right now, anyone that's surrendering addiction, that there's gonna be supernatural freedom from addiction right now. Addiction, just those familiar patterns. I see the Lord breaking them off. He's flooding those those worn out places in your heart. He's flooding it with his spirit, and he's gonna set you on solid, firm ground. And we just, we pray freedom from any addiction today. Any addiction, deliverance is here in the name of Jesus. Deliverance from pornography, deliverance from substances, deliverance from codependent relationships. I just see him severing those ties and saying, you are fully mine, in Jesus' name. So we believe, Lord. You have set them free, and He, if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. Amen. 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 All right, can we rejoice? Can we just give it up for Jesus? Thank you, guys. Thank you. What's up, upper room? Grab your Bibles and a notebook. I want you to, I'm going to give you a ton of scripture this morning. I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I feel this is right in the vein of where we've been, so we'll probably enter back into ministry. Uh, But can we give it up for the worship team one more time? Thank you, guys, that was beautiful. We love you guys. Thank you, J. Lou, that is just such a precious thing. Um, uh, Two two quick announcements. Um, One, we're starting a fast November 1st. We're calling it the Maranatha Fast of Consecration. We just really feel led from the Lord to call our body into a season of fasting. There's three different focuses. One is a personal level. Uh, the other is a, a corporate, local level, upper room, and then an international, global level, what's happening in Israel. We're really sensing the Lord calling us into this. And so would you just pray, consider uh, joining us. There's some resources behind me that if you need them, and we're gonna kick it off on November 1st, which is this Wednesday. And that evening, we're gonna host a night. It's it's called... Uh, Hope for Israel. Uh, We're gonna crack open the conversation around uh, what's happening in the Middle East, how we can pray for Israel, how we can pray for Arabs, how we can uh, uh, navigate this moment. Uh, There's so many narratives flying at us from uh, not just from a media standpoint, but also from a theological standpoint. You'll hear very clearly, I think, uh, what the Bible has to say about this moment in time. We have a former IDF captain that's gonna be with us. We have, uh, uh, he's, a worship, uh, he, he, he's a singer actually, I don't know if he's a worship leader, but we have a worship leader from uh, Lebanon that's gonna be here as well. She's an Arab and they have written a song together. It's this wild prophetic story. Uh, Sean Foyt is a friend of mine uh, for almost 20 years. He's in town, he's gonna be doing worship. And so we're gonna fill this place up. We're gonna pray for Israel. We're gonna have a panel up here where we're gonna talk about that. So put that on your calendar. It starts at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night. So invite your friends. I really sense the Lord uh, is gonna be on uh, Wednesday night and this fast. God help us. On all fronts. I I hear myself calling a fast and I can feel my body going, really? (laughs) Really? Yes, really. We're gonna fast. Um, Hey, I, I want you to open your Bibles to Psalms chapter 27. I'm gonna continue in the vein that I was in last weekend. Who was here last weekend and heard the message about sorrow for the heart? Would you raise your hands? Who wasn't here? Okay. Um, where were you? <laughs> just kidding. I, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that message. Uh, I walked through the Upper Room Discourse, which the Upper Room Discourse is is a, just... If you have a red letter Bible, it's all Jesus' words. It's, it's all red letters. And it's his final uh, words to his disciples. And he says this to them. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. That's how he starts out. He, he speaks directly to their hearts, which is the vein that we've been in today. And, um, and there's some awesome theological truths in the Upper Room Discourse, like the introduction of the Holy Spirit. You got the fruit, and uh, the, the vine and branch, uh, first love abiding in him. A chapter, you have the high priestly prayer. But in the uh, early days of the upper room, I found this thread where Jesus was actually instructing his disciples in a very personal way about what their hearts were going through. Because Jesus was going to lead them to a place that they weren't expecting. And I don't know if this has happened to you yet. Um, If it hasn't, it will. If you haven't been born again for more than a week... Um, it probably hasn't happened. But if you have been born again for more than a week, this has happened. You thought Jesus was leading you here and you ended up over here. You thought things would turn out this way and guess what? Things turned out that way. You were expecting this and you got that. And this gap between expectation and reality, if it's not reconciled internally, our hearts grow sick. That's Proverbs. Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, which means I put my hope in an outcome that didn't come to pass. And and this chasm internally will be filled. It will be filled unless the Lord meets you in that place. And I believe where we're going globally is a place that none of us have been before. I believe there's shakings that are coming to the earth. There are uh it's it's a Matthew 24 moment uh and and the signs of that hour are uh it, it's gory it's 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 uh, troublesome it's tribulation but i also believe it's going to be glorious and i believe it's going to be the church's greatest hour but the church us personally we have to learn to steward our hearts Because we can have the right theology, we can have the right grids and graphs and knowledge, and yet internally, if our hearts get sick, we're sick. And I mentioned last week, it's really easy to identify physical pain. Uh, We got a sick one at home today, sore throat, achy ear. So we called the doctor, we've diagnosed it, we're giving him medicine, hopefully by the end of the day, he's gonna be chipper and happy. Our heart sickness isn't as easily to identify. And it's not often easy to prescribe how to get our heart out of that place, but I think the Bible has a lot to instruct us about how to get our hearts out of sorrow, and that's what would happen to the disciples. Expectation, reality, and Jesus says in John 16, five, because I'm telling you these things, sorrow is filling up inside of your heart. There was one pressing question that they had for Jesus. Where are you going? You're saying you're leaving, where are you going? And when when they realized that Jesus wasn't leading them to the place they thought they were, internally their hearts got wonky. And uh, that's why you have Peter denying Jesus, that's why you have them in the upper room in John 20, 20, scared for their lives in light of the crucifixion of Jesus. But in John 20, 20, Jesus walks through those walls, breathes upon them, and heals their hearts in a moment. And I believe this morning he's gonna do that to some of you, Amen. amen? So I wanna, I wanna this morning walk you more uh, through a Bible study. This will be less a sermon, more Bible study. I'm gonna give you a ton of verses. And so I'm asking you to do two things. One, get your Bible, and two, get out a, a notebook. And these are scriptures that are medicinal. These are chapters that will help your heart grow in health if or where there's sorrow. If there's sorrow or where there's sorrow. This will help your heart get leverage over those circumstances so that you can get a fresh perspective because it's all about perspective. It's all about what you're looking at. It's all about who you see. And I said this earlier, your faith is not in an outcome. Your faith is in a man. Your faith is in a man who conquered death. He conquered the grave. He's seated at the right hand of his father. He has holes in his hands. But behold, the lion from the tribe of Judah has overcome this morning. And when that reality hits your heart, it actually heals your heart. We don't walk by what we see. We walk... By what we can't see. That's why we walk by faith. And some of you are in the midst of fire tribulation. And it's time for you to realize that you're fighting a fight. But it's not a fight of flesh and blood. It's not a carnal fight. It's a fight of faith. And you need spiritual weapons to fight this fight. And the word of God is that weapon. That's why it's called a sword. There's bullets. There's bullets buzzing by your head and here's the thing the devil is not shooting rubber bullets these days he's out to kill and make no mistake he's out for you you have an adversary you have one who is against you but greater is he who is in you greater is he who is in you and i feel like environments like this the lord there's an alarm clock going off and he's saying it's time to wake up church It's time to come out of the lullaby that has put us to sleep and to take arms. And so I wanna arm you. I wanna arm you so that you can fight this good fight of faith, and and it starts internally. It starts with this world because you paid a lofty price for your heart. Your heart is so precious to the Lord. Uh, Proverbs says, above all else, guard your heart, for from it flows your life. And so I wanna talk about having a whole heart before the Lord. And there's three different perspectives. We're gonna end with Jesus healing the disciples' heart in the Upper Room Discourse. We did not look at that last week. But I wanna show you three themes that I've found in the teachings of David or in the writings of David, in the writings of Paul, and then also in the ministry of Jesus that all speak to the healing of the heart. And Psalms 27 is one of those places. This is a worn-out chapter in my Bible. Uh, it's a part of the greatest hits for Michael Miller. If I'm gonna like go to my favorites, Psalms 27 is on my playlist, all right? It is, it is a chapter that you're probably very familiar with, especially one of the verses, Psalms 27:4. four. It's David's uh, prayer where he says, one thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life and meditate in his temple. How many of you are familiar with that scripture? Okay, very famous scripture, one thing I ask. Now, I've always thought David was writing this while overlooking the Judean desert, like that he was in, the wilderness of Engedi and and like seeing the waterfalls and like over this beautiful epic scene and he's like the beauty of the Lord it's all I want to see but that's not the context of this verse. The context of this verse right after Psalms 274 is Psalms 27 verse 5. Can you throw that up, Jazzy? Jazzy's behind the the computer. She's the best. Look at this. Go go to go to 27 four. Go to 27 four. Look at this. 274 one thing I've asked this is the scripture. This is a good one to memorize. I almost said this is a good one to get a tattoo, but I, your, your pastor probably shouldn't say that. One thing I've asked from the Lord, that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. But look at the next verse in verse five. We, always, we don't often see in verse five, for in the day of trouble. For in the day of trouble. So, so David is in a day of trouble. And trouble comes in a day. It comes in the form of a text, a call. Comes in the form of, Uh, a moment in time that you weren't expecting. And Jesus said, don't let your hearts be what? That's how he starts the upper room discourse. So I I wanna relate Psalms 27 to the upper room discourse and the theme of last weekend, because David's saying for in the day of trouble, Psalms 27.4 will help me out. Now he starts out this Psalm uh, in worship. Now, we have a very defined, uh, we have a very clear definition of the word worship. We're, We're known for our worship. We worship here morning, noon, and night. I love our worship. I love just the offerings and heart that you bring. But here's the definition of worship in this house. You can write this down. This is a good note to take. Worship is agreeing with who God is. It's agreeing with who God is. Worship is agreeing with who God is. Now, David starts out in worship, and he's actually ministering to himself, because look, in Psalms 27, verse 1, he says this, uh, the Lord is my light, he's my salvation, whom shall I fear? Now, David had a lot to fear in this moment, as we're going to see in a second, but he is declaring, you're my light, and you're my salvation. This is a declaration of faith. We fight the good fight of He's not looking at what he sees. He's looking to the unseen. And he's making this declaration, but I believe it's over his circumstances. It's over his present reality. The Lord is my light. I'm in darkness, but Lord, you're my light. I've got enemies around me. I've got people wanting to devour my flesh, but you're my salvation. He makes this declaration. This is worship. It's, worship isn't a song now we, 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 we have songs that help us worship collectively there's no other way that we can worship with one mind one heart but through these songs and I'm grateful for them but they're under a greater reality and it's the revelation of who he is so the Lord is my light the Lord is my salvation he's making this declaration of faith and it's I want you to see I'm going to connect these declarations to his heart and what his heart's going through But he's saying, whom shall I dread? Which means he had something to dread. But he's saying there's a greater reality than what I see. Lord, you're my light. You're my salvation. Lord, you're the defense of my existence. I'm submitting to this greater reality. This is worship. This is so critical for you. If you're going to have a healthy heart before the Lord, you have to understand how to steward a heart of worship before him. Psalms 90, it says this, teach me to number my days that I may present to you a heart of wisdom. And to to present a heart of wisdom, it's a heart that's postured before him and the reality of who he is and where he dwells and what his nature is like. This is the good fight of faith. So David's starting out, Lord, you're my life. You're my salvation. You're the defense of my life. Now, here we go. The day of trouble. Here's all the things surrounding. Lord, you're so beautiful and I just want to gaze upon you. Here's all the things that are surrounded. Can you put the day of trouble? Look, when evildoers come to devour my flesh. (laughs) I don't know what that means. But it can't be good. My adversaries, my enemies, they stumble and fell. Here, just, just list off the list, Jazzy, that I, I made for you. Look at this. This is the day of trouble. All of this is listed in Psalms 27. Look, it says, verse two, devour flesh. Adversaries and enemies seeking my life. A host encamp against me. War comes against me. Verse five, the day of trouble. Verse 10, his mother and father forsook him, abandoned him. Verse 12, there were false witnesses rising up against him, saying things that weren't true. Accusation. Verse 12, people were threatening his life. All of this is found in Psalms 27. Now, we're studying the heart, and I haven't mentioned the heart, but David mentions the heart three times in this chapter. Because we're living with a whole heart before the Lord in light of what we're surrounded. The eyes of our heart will see him. He's saying, Lord, I want to see your beauty in light of all that's surrounding me. So look at this. In verse three, when he says, a host encamp against me, go to the uh, heart section here. Three times he mentions the heart. In verse three, you can look at your Bibles. In verse three of Psalms 27, though a host in camp against me, my heart will not fear. So he's speaking to his heart. This is present reality in the moment, my heart will not fear. Well, he's gonna move into the one thing and then he's gonna keep uh, describing the day of trouble. He offers, uh, there's, there's so many nuggets in here about offering shouts of joy, sacrificial shouts of joy. That's, that's, a, that's a key practical thing to do is just sometimes you gotta shout, a sacrificial shout and it releases joy in your heart. That's another teaching. But look at this, verse eight. He's reflecting on on a conversation that he had with the Lord. He said, you said to seek my face and my heart. My heart. Internally, I said, your face, O God, I will seek. So in the midst of what is, encamped, He's encamped, a host of enemies have encamped against him. So in the midst of ways, my heart will not fear. And he reflects on his past. For I made a vow to you. You said to seek my face. And internally, I said, your face I will seek. In light of what I'm facing, I'm going after your face. So he reflects on his past. He reflects on his history. And then it doesn't end there because at the end of this text, look at verse 13. He looks to the future. He said, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your what? Let your heart take courage. Let your heart take courage. So it's future. So he's ministering to himself. Lord, you're the light. You're the defense. You're my salvation. Even though I'm looking at this, my heart is not gonna fear because of that reality, for you said, seek my face. And in my heart, I said, I'm gonna seek your face. And I know that if I'm seeking your face, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and my heart can take courage for what's to come. He's ministering to his heart. Do you see this? Upper room. Yes. It, it, I don't know how David got this revelation, living under a lesser covenant, but, but there's something about this conversation that he had, Lord, you said to seek your face. And in my heart, I said, I seek your face. There's something about this conversation that's so new covenant. Because we know 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, we're gonna look at Paul now. So I've just laid out David. Everyone got David? Psalms 27? Please, let that be a worn trail in your Bible. Get into Psalms 27. You're gonna need it in days ahead. Paul has a similar revelation. It is so similar to Psalms 27. And in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Y'all like the Bible? Alright, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, look at this. He uses an analogy. And and chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 4 are Psalms 27, it's, it's Paul's version of Psalms 27. So I'm gonna connect these two chapters and I'll walk you through it here in a second, but I just wanna show you this one reality. For God, who said, light shall shine out of darkness. This is Genesis one he's referring to. Light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has sh- in our what? In our what? In our what? I want, you to, I want you to say these words, in our what? Heart. In your heart, when you got born again, just like God said, let there be light, and light is still increasing in the universe. All that we see was created by his voice. That, Paul is saying this happened when you gave your heart to the Lord, that he spoke light inside of your heart. This wellspring, this, this geographical spot, this real estate that you possess, he spoke something into it. And look what he spoke into your heart, he gave you the light of the knowledge of the glory. Now, those are really big words. What's the light of the knowledge of the glory? Well, I like the end of it because he makes it very, very simple. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is in the face of Christ. What did he put inside of your heart? Christ's face. What did David say? In my heart, you said, seek your face. In, you know, your face that I'm going to seek. Paul's saying, when you got born again, guess what? You don't have to seek his face. He actually put his face inside of you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if you're born again, the wellspring of your life are the eyes, ears, mouth of the Lord. His face is inside of you. Now, I, I, I want to. One of my favorite descriptions of our standing before the Lord. It's actually of Israel, and it's still true today but she's called the apple of his eye. And, and I, I really love this, this description. I didn't know what the apple of the eye was. Um, I've used it on Larissa a couple of times, like, baby, you're the apple of my eye. It's a, a good line, husbands. Here, here's what it means. Um, let, me, let me get a volunteer here. I, I'm gonna pick you with the glass. Can I pick you? What's your name? What's your name? Tony. Tony, that's a... Come on up, Tony. I picked you right in the middle. I I picked probably the most inconvenient person to walk through, but, but you know what, Tony? I feel like you look like Jesus and I need someone to be Jesus. Tony, you're gonna need this and you're gonna thank me in a second. Oh, you go over there, sorry. You go over there and look at me. All right, this is, this is Tony. So Tony's the Lord. Now, now, we're talking about the face. <laughs> you have no idea what I got you into. You just stand right there. I'll instruct you. You put the mint in your mouth. <laughs> Awkward. Um, hey, here, here's, here's, here's the point, though. The, the, the Lord's face is inside our what? Heart. Heart, okay? So the Bible says that we're the apple of his eye. And the apple of someone's eye means that you're close enough to them that you can actually see your reflection in their eye. That's what the apple of the eye is. It's a term of endearment, but it was also actually a term of trust that kings back in the day, one of the accounts that I read, is that their associates would come close enough to the king and it was a a place of trust that I'll let you this close to me. Okay? And so if we're the apple of his eye, Tony, you're Jesus, and I want you to tell me when, when, when you can see my reflection in your eyes. Can you see it? All right. What about now? You're like, please. Keep the light, yeah, turn the lights out. He said, what about now? You can see it? I don't think that's me. There, you got it? Yeah. All right. No, 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 you can't go. Hey, th- th- I, I want you to know, I mean, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, I get it, mm-hmm. but I, I, think, I think many of us, we would rather have this. I love you. But this isn't, this isn't what David's talking about. This isn't your face I'll seek. This isn't... It. <laughs> It's this, it's this. And, and in light of all, cause, cause over here, over here, I can see a lot around him. I, I can, I'm aware I'm aware of what's happening over there, what's happening over there, what's happening down here, I'm aware of this voice, that voice, and he's just one among many. But he's not one among many. And, and what, where we're heading as a people, if we do not cultivate this, this, you personally cultivating this with him, your heart, your heart is baited, hooked, captivated, distracted. There is a, there is a, there is a battle for your attention, for the eyes of your heart. And, and Jesus is saying, I put my face, inside of your heart and your heart has eyes but what are the eyes of your heart looking at? And if we thought things were going this way and they turned out that sorrow distracts us from trusting and seeking so we insulate and so we start to have come here bro what's your name? Joe Joe. I got Joe, a Joe and a Tony <laughs> here's what we end up doing instead of looking at him we go to the things of him we, we develop relationship with the people or, or, or those that are kind of close to him and in proximity to him, but all of those things are to point us to this. Oh, thank you, Tony. I'm gonna keep Jesus up here, but thank you, Tony. Oh, I said, don't Jill. yeah, sorry. What we were doing at the end of worship, it, it wasn't just, it, it was to create a moment, but it was to captivate eyes. I know that your eyes are like flames of fire. I know that your hair is white as wool. I know that your voice sounds like water, but Jesus, you're beautiful. And, 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 and when it comes from being a song to a reality internally, when the Holy Spirit hits your heart and that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation starts to reveal that face, the peace of Jesus, the promises, it, it anchors your heart. It, it establishes your heart. And, and I watch, I, as a pastor, I have the honor and the holy privilege of walking people through their valleys. And you see what they've cultivated in this place. Because this is where faith comes from. Your faith is not in an outcome, your faith is in a resurrected man. Can y'all give it up for Tony? He makes a good Jesus, doesn't he? He didn't know I going to do that. Man, He could be on the cover of your book, Big Jesus. Am I right? Oh man, you come sit over here. Come sit over here. I, I, okay. He's like, I'm out. I was visiting. I was visiting. I got called up. No, he's, I've, I've seen, met Tony before. Um, so hey, I, have I made my point? You have eyes in here. And, and my, my concern is that we have not established a theology for suffering. And and we share in his sufferings. And and Paul, so Paul, we, we've got David's description of his sufferings and how he responds. Like this is the day of trouble. Well, well Paul in First or Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. Go to go to Second Corinthians three seventeen. Watch this. Do you have Jazzy my my text from it or even 318? Okay, so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's, there's, there's freedom. This isn't about dancing and worship. This is about an inward reality. And he's addressing the heart because look at 18. In light of what we've just been talking about, look at 18. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, with unveiled face... Now, this is in the context of the heart. He's, he's, he's calling your heart a face because he talks about the veil of the law being removed so that grace could touch your heart. Your heart could be made new. You're no longer under the old, but he's now written the law upon your heart. That's the face that he's speaking about. So with an unveiled face, you can see verses two and 14, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the spirit. This is, this is that apple in the eye stuff. We're beholding him. This is where the, 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 the spirit of the Lord frees you into the reality of who he is. And, and look at the next verse. Get this. Oh my goodness. This is going to emoji headlong. Look. Therefore, since we have this ministry, what ministry? Beholding the Lord. What does he instruct them? As we receive mercy, we do not lose heart. He's ministering to himself. We don't lose confidence internally in spite of what's happening externally. He's going to just keep hammering this point because we mentioned 2 Corinthians 4, 6, which he talks about in our hearts. He's given us the light, the knowledge of his face. All of this is in the same process. But look, Paul's going to go into sufferings. In verse 7, Paul says this is the I'm crushed, I'm, I'm, what is it, I'm afflicted, I'm I've got the song in my head. I'm like, what is it? Yeah, okay, so Paul was afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. sharing in his suffering. So in light of this ministry that he has, he says all these surrounding circumstances, all these surrounding situations, are unto me beholding him. And he doesn't stop there. He mentions the heart again. Look at this in verse 16. Back to the heart. Therefore, you can read, read the text. There's some other beautiful things, but just for the sake of time, I'm not gonna go through it. Therefore, we do not lose heart. He says it again. Though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. How's it being renewed day by day? Because we're continually setting the face before us. We're getting daily bread from him. For our light and momentary affliction. Our light and momentary affliction. Here's the thing, is that affliction never seems light or momentary. It never seems light and it never seems momentary. But Paul's using those words with, I think, specific intent because of the point that he's making in what your light and momentary uh, afflictions are producing. Look, for our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. And then he focuses on the eyes. For while we look not at the things which are seen, but as the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. He's saying you are fighting the good fight of faith because you're beholding the face of the one who lives inside of you. That's a lot of Bible. Do you see Paul's revelation our, David's revelation here about about setting his heart for the face of the Lord in light of what he's facing. Paul saying the same thing, and and Jesus Jesus does the same with his disciples. So I'm going to end here. I got five minutes. Go to John chapter sixteen. This, this continues last week's lesson, but we, we mentioned sorrow filling a heart and the symptoms of sorrow, but Jesus is gonna prophesy to them. Uh, just for, for fun, we're gonna read verse 16, John 16, 16, because Jesus is playing hide and seek with them. He's saying, hey, a little while, you will no longer see me. Again, a little while, you will see me. Some of the disciples said to one another, This is a sign your heart's growing sorrowful as you start asking disciples questions instead of Jesus. What is this thing that he's telling us? A little while, you will not see me. And again, a little while, you will see me. And because I go to the Father. So they were saying, what is this that he says? Verse 18, so it's comical. We do not know what he's talking about. We don't know what he's saying. We don't know where he's leading us. But Jesus in verse 20 is gonna give him a prophecy. And I wanna show you In light of what we read in David, in light of what we read in Paul, I wanna show you Jesus gives the same direction. He says, truly, truly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, the world will rejoice. You will grieve or have sorrow, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because the joy that a child has been born into the world. So it's an analogy of sorrow unto joy. Verse 22 is the prophecy. Therefore, you too have sorrow now. But I will see you again. Let's say those words together. But I will see you again. Say it with me. But I will see you again. This is the promise. You have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And when I see you again, your heart, your heart will rejoice and no one will take that joy away from you. So this is, this is, he's speaking of a future moment when he would show himself to his disciples and it would remove the sorrow in their heart and their sorrow would be turned to? Joy. Sorrow may last for the night, but? Joy. Comes in the morning. So let me show you the morning. And, and listen, for the believer, for the believer, I, I believe this, he is the bright and morning star. Today's morning, meaning today, the, the the hour that we live in. There's a morning star, and we can find him in the midst of our darkness. But here's how we find him. Hop over to 2020. John 2020. 20. We'll start in 19. <laughs> so when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews. So their sorrow had turned into fear. I think they were panicky, anxiety. They were shut up in a home, scared. Jesus came, he walked through their walls, said, peace be with you. Verse 20 is the prophetic word. I will see you again. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. And look at the response. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. I wish Tony was up here. Where's Tony? He's like, you need me? In their sorrow, nothing changed. Nothing externally changed. But they got a glimpse of the one who had conquered death and the grave. And in that revelation, keep going in verse 21. So Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I also sent you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He gives them the Holy Spirit. Why does he give them the Holy Spirit? He gives them the Holy Spirit to live inside of them. This is this is the role of the Holy Spirit. That's that's 2 Corinthians 3:17 where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty to what? To behold him, to behold who? The one that conquered sin, the one that conquered death, the one that's leading your life, the one that will bring about joy from sorrow, he'll bring about goodness out of pain and The horrific, he brings the holy. Like He has this ability to lead you through things that only he can. Because listen, our hearts aren't hardwired to handle the setbacks and letdowns that we've been through. You can't get through it. You can't. The only way you can get through it is by beholding the one who will get you through it. It's true. It's true, lest you'll close your heart off to him and to others. And you grit your teeth and you sing your songs, but your heart is wonky. And it's because you haven't gotten the glimpse of the one who paid the price for whatever your heart has been through, whatever it's gone through, whatever's happened, whatever didn't happen, whatever turned out one way that you thought was going to go another. He wants to step into that chasm and bridge it and say, I'm the resurrection and the life. And I want this place of sorrow to actually release joy into your heart so that you can have strength to move forward and fight this good fight of faith. And the beauty of that is in the sorrow, when you get on the other side, it's not about the breakthrough. It's not about where he leads you. It's about the knowledge of the one that led you. It's about you have a knowledge of him and you can look people in the eyes and you can testify. I know that he's alive. Why? Because of what he took me through. This is the good fight of faith. So we need to just give you three practical things, and I'm not gonna go long. You need to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit is your connection to this reality. It's beyond theology. I love theology, we need good theology, but it's beyond your head. This is about the heart. It's connecting your relationship to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he gives you eyes to see him, and he will itemize what he sees. He will speak to you into those situations. You need to worship. Develop a lifestyle of worship develop a lifestyle of enthroning him as David did when he declared. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you're not baptized, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, today's a good day to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit's the best kept secret. We, 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 we're just gonna lay hands and ask the Lord to baptize you. Doesn't mean you're not born again, it just means there's more. And so pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is a weapon for the believer. Praying in the Spirit. We need to pray, pray, pray in the Spirit. If you don't know, how to pray in the spirit or what pray in the spirit is, there's a great lesson on YouTube that I did called Why Pray in Tongues. Go listen to it, 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 it it'll it'll help you. Uh, read the word of God for revelation. You need daily bread. You need community in one another, and then I think this this thing that we're entering to this fast is a great opportunity for us to establish our hearts and position it before him. You guys good? All right, I'm, we're gonna minister to one another. So I'm just gonna ask the Holy Spirit to come, and if if you could just see him like performing an x-ray on your heart. Just see him start at the top of your heart and go down. And I'm gonna ask for him to identify any, any sorrow. Because where you find sorrow, there's an opportunity actually for joy. And so Holy Spirit, just present your heart to him. Holy Spirit, we yield to you and we, we say, search us and know us. 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 Let's see if there's any, anything in us, Lord, that is insulated, sleeping, hidden, ill. Would you come and would you diagnose? Would you come and would you reveal, Lord, in your love and zeal? Is there a situation? Is there a relationship? Is there a moment in time? Is there a day of trouble? Would you, Holy Spirit, just examine the hearts of your people? This is your wellspring. This is where your face is. To see the eyes of the Lord looking to and through your heart. He's a light, and you're illuminating, Father. You're illuminating where sorrow, you're illuminating where offense, you're illuminating where doubt, you're illuminating where unbelief has crept into hearts. Lord, and you're gonna remove that leaven. You're breathing upon those places. Holy Spirit, I'm gonna ask our ministry team to come. And here's the deal. If the Lord's highlighted an area in your heart, if this teaching has landed, You're like, Michael, there's something in my heart that I need to surrender to the Lord. I have fallen asleep. Just in in this holy assembly, in in the presence of the Lord and the saints, I want you to stand to your feet and just offer it to him. Just, Just bring him the offering of that sorrow, that moment. Just present it to him. Just as an act of faith, you just stand to your feet and say, Lord, I'm bringing this to you. Search us and know us, Lord. Search us and know us, Holy Spirit. Just drink deeply. Even if you're not in that place standing up, just drink of the Spirit for two minutes. Just say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to drink one more time. Lord, we drink of you. We drink of you. Our hearts are thirsty. We're in a dry and weary land, Lord. We want to drink of you. And Lord, where there's sorrow in these hearts, I pray that this offering... This offering of trust, this offering of surrender, Lord, that you would release the Holy Spirit. You would breathe upon them as you did your disciples and say, receive my Holy Spirit. And that your beauty would be seen as David found. Release your beauty, God. Release your beauty. I just see the Lord smiling right now. Just saying, I've got this. I'm gonna lead you, I'm faithful. I just see him in his resolve of, oh, baby girl. Oh, baby girl. I just see him saying, come, come, we're gonna pick up, we're gonna pick up this mat, we're gonna move forward. We're gonna pick up this mat, we're gonna move forward. I just see him rolling up that mat, saying, this familiar place is gonna be familiar no more. You you're gonna come with me, baby girl. Come with me, baby girl. I I got you. I'm gonna lead you forward oh, you're going to taste my goodness in the land of the living. You have no idea what I've planned for you. Just come with me. Let's pick up that man. Let's pick up that man. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your joy that is a substance. We love you, Lord. We trust you. And I want to ask if those that you, you 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 want more of the Holy Spirit, just if you're being ministered to be ministered, but you want more of the Holy Spirit. I feel like there's some of you, you're going to get a prayer language today. The Lord's going to, going, to, going to just give you a fresh impartation of his spirit. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit today. And And I'm going to invite you to come forward. That's the altar call is for more of the spirit to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I feel like the Lord is going to release power Feel like there's going to be prophetic giftings unlocked there's going to be dreams unlocked there's going to be a whole revelatory realm so if that's you i just want you to come forward and say i want more i want more this morning in jesus name thank you holy spirit we love you we honor you we honor your leadership this morning and all that you've released all that you've done we give you glory and lord we pray for israel this morning we ask for your your blessing upon her we ask for your, your resolve in this conflict, God. I'm just sensing your heart for her right now. Pour your spirit out, God. Reveal Mas, Messiah. Reveal Yeshua, Lord. Cross the land, Lord. We bless you, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We honor you. Amen. If you came with someone, would you just give them a hug and just say, I, I want to live wholehearted. Just, if you just, just tell them, to say, I want to live wholehearted. Let's live wholehearted together. If you're with your spouse, let's just say, let's take heart. Let's take courage. Let's walk this thing out. In Jesus' name, I just see him saying, I'm authoring faith for better things. I'm authoring things for bigger things in your family, in your kids. We love you, Lord. We honor you. Thank you for your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you for coming to the upper room. Take these scriptures home. Read them over yourself. Dive deep in these chapters that I've given you. I think they're gonna be tools for you to fight this good fight. So if we could just honor this environment as they pray, we love you. Thank you for coming.